Testing. Testing. Testies? Testies. Ready to do this, Heather? Welcome back to Did I Miss Anything? Hello. A very special episode today. Is it? Yes. For one, this is episode number 52. Oh. So this is our year. We've done a full year of this podcast. Oh, wow. So look at us go. They said it couldn't be done, but here we are proving them wrong. What's the name of the podcast? We didn't say that at the top there. Did I miss anything? <laughs> um, that would be the name of the podcast that you're listening to. Yeah, it's Lewis. Um, my name is Lewis. Yeah. That was Heather. Hi. And not 52, only... 52 episodes, we still didn't get that intro down. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that's a what very, I said. I still don't, I still don't get... I, the intro and the outro are still very... It's just weird. It's very weird. I, I never know how to start or end these things. It's very weird. So along with it being our 52nd episode, this is also probably our last episode for this year. Yeah. Because Christmas is this weekend. Yeah, we got things happening. And then after that, it's New Year's. Yeah. So. And we have big New Year's plans. Do we? I don't know. Oh. Um, probably not. So that Omicron variant's uh, making its way around. Oh man, yeah, that thing is getting worse. Like New York is just, it, it's like ground zero again. Yeah, I was just there it too. Was, so no, oh, that's perfect. I mean, I'm vaccinated, not boosted though, so I don't know. And I got the Johnson Johnson shot, so Ugh. I'm pretty much not vaccinated. <laughs> Anywho, um, so this will most likely be our last episode for the year. Yeah, uh, we'll be back in January though. Of but, can't get rid of us just like covid can't get rid of us <laughs> yep that's that's our new motto moving forward yeah so our holiday month continues we could not find a non-christmas movie that yeah. we hadn't seen um and again as i've been saying to be fair most most of them are christmas movies yeah i don't really even consider this one a christmas movie honestly like, Christmas I mean, was part of it, but it, yeah. it's kind of like it's Die kinda Hard. Like a, yeah, like it, it just, just happens around Christmas. Yeah. And they do a countdown to Christmas for some reason, but it has nothing to but do then, with yeah, anything. But then they never actually get to, like, a Christmas day. We never see any celebrations or anything happening. Yeah. But in any case, the movie we saw this week was Love Actually. Yeah. When did that come out? 20... 2003. Oh, yeah. Which also surprised me because this cast is basically a who's who of Hollywood at the time. Yeah, well, mostly, you know, British and UK. Yeah, so it was, yeah, it was mostly a British cast. I think there might have been, like... It takes place in London, right? Like, yeah. most of it, like, I mean... It might, there might have been, like, one American Laura, person in Laura here. Laura Linney, I think, was the only non-American. Yeah. Or, I mean, non, non-British. Yeah. But, yeah, this this and cast Liam is fact. Irish, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you had Hugh Grant, Liam Neeson, Colin Firth, Emma Thompson, Alan Rickman, Kira Knightley, Rowan Atkinson... A lot, a lot of people. Yeah. Basically. Rick from The Walking Dead. I forget his actual name. He was in this movie? Rick from The Walking Dead. Who was he in this movie? He's the one who was in love with his best friend. To be fair, I don't know. I don't wife. know. Who, I don't know who Rick is. I've never seen The Walking Dead. So just so we know. That's him. Yeah. It's the, yeah, the, that guy, the one who was in love with Kira Knightley. Spoiler. Sure. So this movie, a bit strange. Um, there's really no plot I guess, as movies are concerned. It's more just... It follows, like, these stories. Yeah, it, it's it's just a bunch of couples. I think it's, like, nine or... I was counting before. I think it's, like, nine or ten couples in total, and it's basically just, like, the stories of them uh, falling in love. It's, like, the stories of their relationships. Or, not, or falling out. Or, or falling out of, of love. love. 
so it's basically yeah it's basically the story of all these different characters relationships so i think we're just going to go through this couple by couple because again there's really no plot to the movie and also that's what wikipedia does it's literally yeah i was trying so before this episode i was trying to look at wikipedia to see if i can like come up with some way to kind of explain this movie and even wikipedia is like yeah there's nothing there's no story here it's just couples and even before looking at wikipedia um what was my suggestion yeah to do? that yeah because we were we, yeah. were we were watching the movie and then I, I turned to heather and i said i have no idea how we're supposed to talk about this movie because there's nothing to discuss it's just a bunch of people and the stories of their relationships and then heather said we should just talk to them we should or we should just talk about the movie in terms of the couples and yeah. apparently that's yeah. that's well, the he, only route to go and you didn't trust me so he had a he had, he had to go to his trusty wikipedia because well what that, the hell do i know right i know nothing that and i also can't really remember so we saw this movie two two, two nights ago yeah. yeah and i really um i can't i don't know i i barely remember all of the characters names um, oh i don't know any of the characters and names. i i don't really remember what their relationships were anymore i'll know them by their actual names the actor names so we're gonna start this out we're gonna see how this goes It'll be fun. And and then we'll have a special little treat at the end. Will we? Yeah, we will. Oh, okay. We will. Uh, uh, news to me. Um, it. I mean, it's nothing. It's like, it's like nothing to write home about. It's just it's gonna be a little fun thing in honor of our one year that I thought we could do. Okay. So there's that. That's fun. So the movie opens up. Uh, it's really just a voiceover by Hugh Grant and I guess shots of like Heathrow Airport in um, in London, and it's basically people saying, well, not saying they're it's people greeting people coming off of their flights and showing their love and appreciation for these people, and Hugh Grant is basically just telling the story of like whenever he's feeling down and doesn't really have faith in love anymore, he like goes to the airport and he sees how love is like this super powerful emotion and like all these people are constantly experiencing it in airports and stuff like that so that's how the movie opens up (laughs) so now let's start getting into couples yeah uh couple number one we got billy mack and joe uh billy mack in the movie is a rock star of sorts or like a former rock star now he's kind of trying to like reignite his career by coming up with like a hit christmas single which is basically just taking his hit single and adding Christmas to it. Yes. So yeah. and his, sleigh bells. And yeah. So stuff. his so his manager is Joe. Joe's been like his manager, I guess, for his entire career. At least that's what the movie made it seem like. And uh, Billy, like Heather said, is recording. It's actually a, a song by the Trogs, which is I looked up. Is it was an actual and I think still is an actual um, English band. Yeah. So, if if you didn't know that, you know that now. The Beatles before the Beatles. Yeah. I don't know, was it? I don't know. I don't I'm know. guessing. And uh, so their song was called Love Is All Around. Billy decides, hey, let's make this a Christmas song instead of Love Is All Around. Christmas is all around. So they basically replace the word love with Christmas for the entire song. Yeah. He's basically, isn't he just, he's just trying to get a number one Christmas hit, right? Yeah. That's all he's trying to do. Yeah, that's all he is. So yeah. he tries, he he admits in the movie that that's really his his goal. So throughout the movie, we see him like on interviews with radio stations and like, um, and music TV shows promoting the single. But while he's promoting the single, he talks about how complete garbage the single is. And it's just, it, it's honestly just a ploy to be like, to just have the number one single and to just get back in, I guess, people's on people's radar. Um, it ends up working. The, uh, the, the, the song does become number one. It beats out. Uh, so it's up against like a boy band, like some fake boy, ba- I'm assuming a fake boy band that they made for the movie. It's up against one of their singles. We never actually hear that single, but we just, they mention it. And Billy 
I guess at, in one of the interviews he says, if this becomes the number one song, I'm going to perform it naked on, on, on like one of the BBCs yeah. or something like that. Um, it ends up becoming number one. He ends up doing his naked performance. And then at the end of the movie, I guess, well, at the end of their relationship story, um, he gets invited to a party held by a Mr. Elton John. Sir Elton John? He's knighted. Uh, excuse me. Um, I mean, in 2003, I'm not sure if he was knighted, but whatever. I don't know. He is now. Um, uh, an, up and co- an up-and-comer in the music scene, if I'm not mistaken. And he invites him to a Christmas party. Joe ends up going for a little bit, or Billy ends up going for a little bit, but then has a miserable time, or not a miserable time, but he's bored, ends up going back to Joe, uh, Joe's place, and tells Joe this story about how, like, yeah, I went there, wasn't that great, because I realized the person that I love wasn't there, and that person is you, and we've been through everything together, and you're my best friend. And he means love, like, in a friend way, um, because then Joe looks at him and he asks him if he's gay oh no actually he says something funny he goes like wow all it took was one party Dalton john's and now you're gay <laughs> and uh and billy says no i just like you're, you you we, we've just been through so much together and you're my friend and so they end up uh they end up getting shwasted and watching porn on their christmas yep, which, that's what just a couple of just a couple he- of heterosexual couple friends of, do that's that's what that's what they Is do that what guy, guys do like they watch porn together but not in like a sexual way no, I don't think I've that, I don't think I've ever seen porn with other people. Yeah, I feel like that's a weird thing. To right, do. that's what I would think too. I mean, when I was in high school, a bunch of my friends, it was all girlfriends. We we got a, a 3D porn because we wanted to. I mean, we watched. What it. is a 3D porn? It's porn with you had 3D glasses. That's it was weird. around the same time, 2002, 2003. That's weird. And we watched it together um, in my bedroom. It was like seven of us girls just watching it. I guess because we wanted to see if it was like actual 3D. That's it was weird. just weird, yeah. But we did it. Okay. Anyway. So that's the story of Billy Mac and Joe. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Next couple. We get Juliet, Peter, and Mark. Yeah, this one's... That's three this people. This one I hate. I hate this one. Um, yeah, this one was a weird one. So Juliet is played by Kira Knightley, and then Peter is played by... Uh, oh, I'm going to mispronounce... Go I'm going to mispronounce mm-hmm. his name, so go I ahead. apologize. Uh, uh, Chiwidal Ejifer. I'm pretty sure I pronounced that right. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I'm not even going to try. Um, so... They're getting married, and everything is being videotaped by the best man, who's played by Andrew Lincoln. That's Rick. Um, oh, the there Walking you go. That, that's Except Rick from in, The Walking Dead. He's clean shaven in this, and younger, and in Walking Dead, he's got a beard. And there you go. So, so he, he plays. Dresses as sheriff because he plays Mark. Yeah. And they're going through the ceremony. The uh, priest pronounced them husband and wife. They turn to like walk back down the aisle. All of a sudden, we see all these people, like in the rafters and in the seats that were apparently hidden uh, band members and they start playing, what a did song? they start playing? They started playing a song. I don't remember. Um, and it was a complete surprise to everyone because this was something that Mark had planned to like kind of make a special little thing for the wedding. So they're playing out and, you know, they leave, they get into like their car or whatever to go to the reception. They go to the reception, um, everything seems fine. And then we come to find, I guess a few days or a few weeks later, Juliet calls up Mark because she remembers that Mark was videotaping the ceremony. And I guess the photographer that they had hired um, was terrible and yeah. got like no pictures of Juliet her in her wedding dress or video in, of, of her wedding dress. So she contacts Mark and she's like, hey, I know you don't really like me, but uh, 
I want to just go through the, like the wedding footage because I need I need at least one shot of me in my dress because the photographer we hired sucked and didn't do that. Yeah, there's like this whole little thing where like everyone thinks. Well, one, someone thought that Mark was in love with Peter because I he, thought I thought that Mark was in love with Peter because, because he didn't because he doesn't like Juliet played by Kira Knightley. Right. So everyone just thinks he hates Juliet for some reason. Yeah, and then in the because he's just not nice to her or he just doesn't talk to her that much or interacts with her. Right, and then during the wedding ceremony, like Mark is constantly looking at Peter and stuff, and he he has like this longing look on his face. So I was like, oh, it's he, that's gonna be the surprise for this one. He's gonna be in love with his best friends. Classic story. Uh, it turns out I was wrong. That's a classic story. Yeah, person the like the person in love with their best friend oh, and they yeah, don't realize guess, it and yeah, stuff. That's so. like it's like rom com one hundred and one. I guess yeah. Um, so that that's what I thought. I was wrong. Uh, Juliet ends up coming over to uh, go through the wedding footage after Mark is like trying not to. He's he's basically trying everything he can to not have her come over. So he's telling her like, oh, I don't think I really got any good footage. I don't even know where the tape is. Like I don't, I don't know. So she surprises him one day at his place. Comes over. Uh, he's telling her the same thing, like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to look for it. Like, it's probably somewhere in a box. And she goes over to where he has, like, all of his videotapes on a shelf and finds it labeled uh, the wedding, the Juliet and Peter's wedding. Yeah, I don't know why you would label and, it that. Yeah. Peter and, wants someone to find it. Yeah, and then she pulls it right off the shelf, and then he's like, oh, I guess there it is. So they start watching it, and he got really good shots of Juliet. Turns out the entire video is of just Juliet. Uh, Juliet starts to put one and one together, realizes that, uh, Mark may have a little crush on her. Apparently he's in love with her. Uh, super, like, super in love with her. And he's kind of trying... I mean, he doesn't openly admit it, but he's kind of trying to just brush it off like, oh, yeah, you know, it's the bride's day. Like, that's what I was supposed to film and all that. And they come to discuss about the reason that Mark was always kind of a jerk to her was because he actually likes her. But because Peter was in love with her, he didn't want to, like, come between his best friend and his best friend's girl, and it became that type of situation. So Mark ends up going for a walk, because I think he tells her he has to, like, go to a meeting and she can just, like, let herself out. She ends up, like, meeting him in the street. They kiss. Nope. Oh, no, yeah, that was later in the movie. No, that was later in the movie. You're right. Sorry? Yeah. Sorry? Jeez. So you're reading it from Wikipedia. I don't understand how you're messing this up. Because I'm trying to remember it so I don't just like straight up read it. So Mark ends up leaving his apartment saying that he has like some uh some meeting to get to or something. And then later on, uh when it's Christmas Eve, the end of this couple's story, or I guess thruple at this point, the end of this story, um they This is the famous scene yeah, that everybody is, knows. Yeah, and I finally re- finally realize where this reference comes from. Mark shows up at Juliet and Peter's house and he he first tells Juliet not to say anything that he's at the yeah, door and he's he holding want... and he's holding a bunch of cue cards yeah. and the cue cards like oh tell Peter that it's carolers and so he she does that so Peter doesn't like come to the door and then it's the scene that I think I think family guy I saw it I'm pretty sure it was like a family guy episode yeah, I saw there was it. an SNL sketch about it I mean they yeah everyone um, references so them. it's he basically plays he plays, a, carolers. He plays a Christmas carol yeah um so it sounds like Carolers are actually at the door, and then he has just a bunch of cue cards that basically explains the story of like how he feels about her, and how it was weird because of uh, with, with Peter and her, and he never really wanted it. Yeah, it's his inject. best friend's wife. Yeah, yeah, this and, is totally fucked up. And so then he shouldn't have done this. Yeah, this is something he should not have done. So basically, all the cue cards just lead to him 
telling her that he loves her. Yeah, and she's and, and she's all smitten. She's yeah, all, yeah. She's all she like, thinks oh, it's that's very so endearing. Cute. Yeah. What? Um, so what? he finishes he finishes his little stunt, starts walking out down the street, and Juliet comes a running, and this is where they embrace and kiss. Yeah. And and then she runs back inside. That's it. We never yeah. we don't actually find out if she ends up leaving Peter. That's if, crazy. If she be, yeah, it was it was nuts. If it's, you're, if it's you're, a weird story. If your best friend told me that he was, like, after we got married, told me he was in love with me, I'd be like, you're an idiot. Yeah. Like, we can't, you need to leave. You're That's, a bad, you're a terrible friend. Yeah. It was terrible timing by Mr. Rick That's from The Walking crazy. Dead. crazy. Um, is this crazy. pre-Walking Dead? Is this, like, one oh, of yeah, the... Oh, yeah, this is way before Walking Dead. Okay, cool. Yeah, way before. Walking so, Dead didn't come out until, like... 2013, 14, maybe? Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So maybe? so that's Juliet, Peter, and Mark. We yeah. don't really get any closure there, which kind of bothered me. Because yeah. after all that grand gesture, nothing seemed to have changed. Yeah, but it was, that was, holy, it was just so fucked it up. I hated that. Anyway. So now we move on to Jamie and Arulia. Oh, yeah, this one was awful, too. Um, This one was a little weird. So Yeah, I didn't get this one. Like, I mean, I got it, but like it was too far-fetched for me, I uh, feel like. So Jamie is played by Colin Firth. Mm-hmm. And his girlfriend is played by Sienna Gilroy. Sure, don't know her. Um, and he, uh, his, uh, uh, his girlfriend uh, Arulia, is no, his or girlfriend, no, no, that's not no, Arulia is the sorry. girl later. So it's the Portuguese girl. So his current, yeah. So his current girlfriend is pushing him to go to uh, Juliet and Peter's wedding because I believe Jamie is either he's friends with either Peter or Juliet. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, all these stories kind of connect sort with of. like they'll either connect with like one person knows another yeah person. but that's about it it's and like at the end they yeah, kind of all they're either together, like but... related or they're friends but that yeah they, they like the stories about the relationships don't intertwine oh no, no no yeah um so his girlfriend's saying like yeah you should go alone because i'm not really feeling too well i'll just stay home just go to the wedding it'll be fine so he goes to the wedding he comes uh he comes back home before the reception to check on her turns out he finds out that she's having an affair with his brother yeah it's messed up bro so that is so messed up. Jamie, of course, is devastated. He ends up leaving. He's to, a writer, right? Isn't he? Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a writer and apparently quite successful because they have uh, a place in France. So he ends up going there, and there he meets uh, a Portuguese housekeeper. Her name is Arulia. Yeah. And who is actually Portuguese, by the way? I looked I looked her up. She's like a, a Portuguese singer. Oh, leg- legit Portuguese person. Like, wow. Legit Portuguese. Just so, so you know, Lewis is also Portuguese. Saying. And just saying, it's nice to see. Yeah. It's nice to see representation in major films. Yeah, and he was actually able to like understand what she was saying. Yeah, he didn't oh, speak well, English. it was funny too. Yeah. So we, I don't know if we, again, I don't know if it was one of those things where we had the subtitles off or anything, but like whenever she spoke in Portuguese, none of the subtitles came up. So I Heather, don't, I don't Heather, think they had them. So they oh, okay. Yeah. So there, and there's like a good chunk where she's speaking in Portuguese, and oh yeah, no idea. And yeah, Heather had no idea what was happening. Oh, I was able to follow along I, quite well though. Well, yeah, because you know the language. So uh, yeah, so Arulia doesn't speak English. And despite them not being able to understand each other, they, they're they mutually attracted to one another. You can just tell. So their story basically um, their story basically culminates. Jamie is always driving Arulia home uh, after her day, like housekeeping for him. Yeah. And I guess over the course of weeks or, yeah, I guess weeks, they their relationship kind of starts getting more intense. Uh, Jamie ends up going back to England and realizes that he's actually super in love with Arulia, and he starts learning Portuguese. So he goes back to France, finds her working at the restaurant where she works, like at her day job. And is it is it in France or is it in Portugal? No, it's in France. Oh, it is in France. Because um, oh. I guess she lives in France. 
Oh, um, but like her family lives, I guess her family lives in France because they were all Portuguese, right? Yeah, they, they were, were all Portuguese, Portuguese, yeah. So he goes back to France and actually before he finds her at the restaurant, he goes Europe, to her house. To me, Europe's weird it, because like it's so small that like... But it's big. It's just so small, but there's so many different countries there that you could just like live, you would just live in another country yeah. even though you didn't speak the language. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm. people, I mean, I don't know. So he ends up going to France. He goes to her house. Uh, her father answers the door. Uh, she's not at home at this point. He's like he's learned Portuguese, so sort he's of. like he's like talking to her dad in Portuguese, and he's asking like, "Oh, where's Arulia?" And is Arulia like a popular uh, Portuguese name? I have never heard it. Oh, okay, um, I'm just curious. So he, uh, her, um, his father or her father tells tells him that oh, she's not here. She's working at this restaurant, and he actually tells her like, "I've come to ask for her hand in marriage." Oh, I and didn't so, pick like, that up at all. Yeah, the, I didn't. Uh, I, I guess yeah. He said I didn't, in Portuguese. I didn't. I didn't know that he, he wanted said to marry Portuguese. her. I thought he just was going to tell her that but, he was um, in love with her. No, he uh, he asks for her hand. Oh and shit! Wow. Okay, that's fast. He that asks, was really yeah. fast. He uh, he asks for her hand. Uh, her family apparently goes like ape shit. They all decide to parade down to the restaurant. Well, yeah, their single um, single daughter, yeah. their spinster daughter, finally has a man in her life. Yeah, <laughs> hello, so, that's something to celebrate. So they're just walking the streets of France off to this restaurant where she works. Yeah, then they. That's why they all follow. Yeah. Because it's a bigger deal than actually. Okay, I was confused. I didn't realize because he's like going to the restaurant, and then all of a sudden the entire village or yeah. whoever they live yeah. street is following yeah. them, and I'm just like, I don't know, I don't understand why they're all going. Yeah, and so. But it's because he was going to ask her to marry. So I yeah, didn't get so that part. he gets to the restaurant, family, and I guess part of the town in tow. Yeah. He in very broken Portuguese, uh, stumbles his way through expressing how he feels about her, proposes. She accepts. We find out she's actually been learning English, so she accepts a proposal in English, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's their story. Yeah, um, I did not. They end up, I assume, getting married. I didn't know they were going to get married. I thought they were just going to be together now. Everybody in the restaurant applauses because everybody loves a proposal. Apparently, they, they only met what three weeks ago. Yep. Yeah, sometimes, I think it was like sometimes love moves fast. Maybe a now. month ago because they do have a little countdown to Christmas. Mo- like yeah, so at this at this point, I think we're like three weeks out from Christmas or something. No, I mean if I'm not mistaken. No, at the end, every it's at the end of any broken story, it's like Christmas Eve or around Christmas. Oh, is it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure because that's yeah, yeah. Okay, the story start because you see the little vignettes of yeah, each story. I guess that's true. Of like five weeks till Christmas, then you see another chapter of their story. Yeah. four weeks till Christmas, and then at the end, it's the day before. Or something I guess like that. that's true. Yeah. Uh, so now moving on, we get yet another thruple. This one between Harry, Karen, and Mia. Mia's a whore. Mia, such a whore. I hate her. Um, anyway, sorry. Harry is played by the late great Alan Rickman. Oh yeah, I do like Alan Rickman. Alan good Rickman was very good. Dude, I know you don't. Very I know good. you don't like Harry Potter, but like him as Snape was like. Chef's kiss. Should like, I watch? Should we watch Harry Potter or the Christmas Break? I so I've never seen any just sidebar. I've, seen I've never all. seen any of the Harry Potters. Heather has seen them I'm not, several no, times. I'm not, I'm not like a Harry Potter fan. I just really like the movies. Like I've never read the books. Like I'm not that like yeah, into no, it. Never, but I just think the movies are just really really good. I've never read the books or seen the movies. So is, yeah. it, is this something that I should be doing? I mean, you might like, like it if you like Christmas stuff break. like that. I mean, all right. So, I mean, again, there's a funny bit that I've seen. I forget who the comedian was, but he does he does a bit where it's like. Harry Potter's just Star Wars, like the, it's almost like the same thing. Like oh, I Harry guess, Potter he's is like Luke, the chosen one, and then and he has yeah, and then he has like is, a, is he supposed to bring balance? Yeah, pretty much, almost oh, yeah, geez. for the most part yeah, because there's two sides: there's the evil side and the, there's the light side and the dark side. For the most, they don't call it light and dark, but there's the like the witch, like the good war, uh, wizards. There's the bad wizards, so it's wow. kind of like the light and the dark. No, it pretty much is yeah. So I think That's you would crazy. like it. It's just right. more. It's just probably a little more. 
for children, I guess, because no, you know they're children's books. But they get darker, and um, as the books like when you get to the end, like it's like dark, man. All but right. yeah, they're good. They're really good. All right. So Harry is the owner or director of like this uh, agency, this like this design agency, and Mia, played by Heike, oh man, Makatish. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Uh, is I've never heard of her. I don't know who that is. Is his secretary. And then Karen, played by Emma Thompson, is his wife. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, Emma Thompson, Karen, his wife, is a stay-at-home mother. They they have two kids. They're, like, in an established marriage. Mm -hmm. And we come to find out that Mia is being overly sexual toward... Harry. Oh, he's she's hitting on like there's like, a there's a scene where she just she's wearing a skirt. She's just sitting there opening up her legs. Yeah, and, and she, like saying something to him like, like about, about like, a Christmas present about or a something. Christmas present. I'm like, that's your boss. Yeah. It's like um, he's she's like his secretary or something or like yeah. a receptionist or whatever. Um, and at first I thought it was just like like I thought they were flirting until um until she did that like opening the legs thing and then I was like oh no like she's legit okay yeah no it was insane so. They like, have that's an HR violation for sure. Yeah, so they have their I guess annual Christmas party, like the company Christmas party, and they they start dancing uh, very closely in like, front of his wife. By the way, it, yeah, he, his he, wife, yeah, yeah, his wife was there. Yeah, yeah. And I, again, I don't think she thought anything of it because like no, oh, she definitely like, did. They work together, really. I, I definitely think she thought of at so, that she point something okay. because because the, the Laura, Laura Linney's character, who she's another person in one of these couples but she works for that agency for um alan rickman yeah um she even she like emma thompson and her were having a conversation like uh, laura linney was like oh um oh i guess he kind of has to you know dance with all like the people he's the boss you know yeah. he's gotta be nice to everybody and she and emma thompson said something snide like yeah i guess but she's so hot or something like that. she yeah. says something about it but i don't think she thinks he's cheating on her he's just kind so. of flirting so even though yeah, that's bad too I yeah mean, so one day, uh, Harry and Karen are out, I guess, finishing up Christmas shopping or starting Christmas shopping. I don't know their lives. And Harry is purchasing this heart-shaped necklace for Mia because he remembers Mia uh, mentioning something about wanting, uh, I guess, a heart-shaped necklace or something. And so he ends up buying this necklace this is the scene um, with Rowan Atkinson that was funny. Yeah, Rowan Atkinson, by the way, like my favorite part in this entire movie. Very small role, but hilarious. He's Mr. Bean, by the way. The so, guy plays Mr. Yeah, Bean. Yeah, the guy plays Mr. Bean. I don't know his actual Bean. name. Yeah. So he, um, he's getting this necklace like wrapped up, and or he's buying it, and then yeah. Rowan Atkinson's character, his, na his character's name is Rufus. He he works at the jewelry Counter. portion of this store, yeah. and he's like, oh, would you like a gift wrap? And he's like, yeah, all right, cool. And so Rowan Atkinson just takes out, like, a ribbon. Like, you know, he, he puts the necklace in a box and just takes out a ribbon. So, you know, everybody's thinking, like, oh, that's nice. He's just going to put a nice little, like, bow on it or whatever with a ribbon. Ties the ribbon on it, then proceeds to put the ribbon, um, the the necklace, in a bag. And Alan Rickman's like, can, can we hurry it up? Because he's, he's, like, he doesn't want his wife to catch him buying a gift that's potentially not for her. Not for her. And so he's like, yeah, can we just hurry it up? And he's like, oh, yeah, no, this will be totally quick. So he puts that in a bag. He takes the bag, then he puts the bag on like a stand or like like some sort of like platform. Um, oh, and actually, before he does that, he fills the bag with like dried flowers. Yeah, it's actually. I mean, it's, it'd be a very it's very nicely <laughs> gift wrapped. Yeah, it's he like and he puts like rosemary in there or something. Yeah, yeah. Like he puts like some fragrance it, in there. It takes it literally takes him like fifteen minutes to wrap this. Yeah, gift. and he, it, so he's still going through it. So now he takes the bag, he puts it like on this platform that belongs to like a bigger box, and he's like doing he's going through all this, and I. Think his wife ends up coming back she does yeah yeah his wife ends up coming back 
and um and she's like oh i see you're over here in the expensive jewelry section and he's like yeah i'm just looking i'm not buying anything and they leave uh it turns out at some point he ends up coming back for the actual uh for the actual necklace because then later on i don't know if it's that i guess it's that night yeah um karen is like they they get home they take off their jackets hang them up by the door and Karen's going through his pockets because I guess she saw him at the jewelry counter and she's like, oh, he bought me jewelry for Christmas. That's so sweet. No, I think she just went through it to, I think she just, I don't think she was going through it on purpose. I think she just went through she it. I think she was just going through it. <laughs> well, I don't think it was, she was going through it looking for a gift. I think she just went in it to get something and saw it. Oh, or okay. Uh, she just happened to see it. Yeah. So she sees the box and she's <laughs> like, oh my God, he totally got me a necklace. So then on Christmas day, uh, they're opening presents and she gets a very similar shaped box, but turns out that uh, Harry got her a Joni Mitchell CD. Yeah, um, she like. I mean, she does like Joni Mitchell. Yeah, so it's then, not a terrible gift. But. So then, in her mind, she realizes like he bought that necklace for somebody else. Mm-hmm. So she, so she's immediately devastated. She like excuses herself from the room because she's like trying to hold back tears and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, it was sad. And then uh, he, she ultimately ends up confronting him and asks him like, "Well, if you were me, you know, what would you do?" And she feels like her marriage is basically just a sham. And that's the end of their story. We don't see them getting divorced or what happens there. I don't even know if he actually cheated on her or not. I yeah, don't, I don't know because I don't. I, you they don't never see showed. Them? Yeah, they never showed him like him and the secretary doing anything besides like the dancing. Yeah, and you see, she. Ha- I mean, he does give her the necklace because yeah, you see he does, her. Yeah, you see her it, at her house with the necklace. It, yeah, but like you don't. That's they it. never hook up like in the movie. Yeah, so um, I don't know if they, they actually... do. They do show so. Harry and Karen end up, I guess, putting a show on for their kids. So, like, they it's kind of one of those things, I guess, they stay together for the kids because you still see them, like, doing stuff on Christmas as a family and things like mm-hmm. that. Uh, but don't know if they ultimately get divorced or anything. And don't know if Harry and Mia end up becoming a thing. But that's yeah. their story. I think they stay together. I'm assuming they just stay Harry together. Harry and Karen? Yeah, I think so. That's because what they seem like. Because at the end, too, there's a scene, that last scene of them, he's coming off, the, he's coming home from somewhere, and they're just really cold to each other. Like, oh yeah, that's right. right? They're like yeah. just like they're like normal. Like they just like I mean they hug and stuff, but like yeah, they're just like cordial to each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah but the kids on. are fine. Because Loveless marriage. Yeah. Um, you gotta stay in it for the kids. Next couple. It's better for the kids that way. It doesn't fuck them up at all. Yeah. Yeah. No. It just just yeah. the parents. It's just the yeah. It has- um. Next couple, we get David and Natalie. Uh, David played by Hugh Grant, who is Karen's brother, and then um Natalie played by Martine. McCutcheon? McCutcheon? Sure. I don't know. Um, I don't know she's, she's like a, a new member on his staff. So David ends up, uh, he's elected the prime minister of the UK. No mm-hmm. big deal. Um, and, and yeah, and Natalie's like the new person on his staff. Like, I guess a reception. I don't know what she does. She just, she, she brings, she keeps she bringing them like, like coffee him. and tea and yeah. biscuits and shit. Um, so. She's just like a staffer, I guess. Like, I don't know. So his first day on the job, uh, David's being introduced to like the new members of his staff. Natalie is one of the people he meets. Uh, immediately smitten with her. Yeah. Um, and I think she is with him as well because she like curses while she's talking to him. She like, just, she, like, well, I think she's slip because she's nervous. She's nervous because it's the prime minister and she. Yeah. And she's like from the wrong side of the tracks, if it were. Like she lives in like a they call it dodgy because that's what. Yeah. The, and that's she like still term for, you know, like ghetto, I guess. In yeah, like she still lives England. at home. With, she still lives at home with her family. Like doesn't yeah. really. She lives in the dodgy part yeah. of town. Um, and I guess during. Uh, the the U.S. president comes to visit the U.K. President played by Billy Bob Thornton, by the way. I could see him. I, he, I could see him being a president. The way, well, the, I could see him. Well, being his a president, I could right? see his character being a president. Yeah, that character was. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, really, what right wing Southern 
Yeah, so his character shit, actually. So they're um so, I don't know if he was trying to be like more like a I feel like he was a cross between like Bill Clinton and maybe like Donald Trump sort of. Mm, before I guess, Donald Trump? Bef- mm, kind of. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Cuz he was like southern and he was like like sleazy kind of. So they But he was conservative too, I think. Yeah, so David's like walking Billy Bob Thornton's character through uh, 10 Downing Street, which is like where the prime minister and his staff are. And they come across Natalie, like Natalie's passing them in the hallway. They're, they pass each other in the hallway. And Billy Bob Thornton kind of looks over at David and he says some inappropriate things about how Natalie looks like, you know, how like, oh, she looks good and stuff like that. Um, and then later on, David goes to get like some documents to show Billy Bob Thornton because they're discussing like some sort of policy. And he comes back to the room where Natalie and Billy Bob Thornton were and they're kind of in like a weird situation like Billy Bob Thornton's like caressing he, her face or something. Yeah, like he's yeah. like he just kissed her on the cheek and he's like pulling back now and Yeah, he's being like, he's just being pre- yeah, he's creepy being, and inappropriate. Creepy. And she looks obviously like I don't want to be doing this is yeah. weird and I don't like this. And, and then Billy Bob Thornton's got a look on his face like oh yeah, it was totally happening. It, yeah. yeah. And so they they do a press conference David and and Billy Bob Thornton and David basically he's talking about Britain, but it's really about Natalie. Um, and he's basically taking a stand against Billy Bob Thornton and saying how like, yeah, Britain's not gonna stand to be bullied by the US, but Britain being David and the US being um Billy Bob Thornton. And he said that like, oh yeah, Britain's gonna stand and fight. Uh, and all of this, and it was just a huge metaphor for, like, David being like, no, I'm gonna, like, fight for my lady. Kind of, yeah. And so, uh, he starts getting a little uncomfortable that they're working together, given how he feels about Natalie, so he asks that Natalie be reassigned to, like, another, uh, part of his cabinet so they don't have as much interaction, and then he, he's, he, I guess he kind of starts to miss her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And on Christmas Eve, he finds a Christmas card that she wrote to him and she signed it, your Natalie. And I guess that sparked him to be like, oh my God, she like totally digs me too. And they go down the street where she lives, but they don't know the address. They only know the street for some reason. So him and one of his um, security guards. Because they have a conversation, which, well, if she sent him a Christmas card, wouldn't the address be on there? You would think. But I think... Because remember, in the beginning, she, they have a, they have a conversation about where she lives. That, oh, that's right. So he does tell her, "I live in the dodgy yeah, yeah, part yeah, of this yeah, town yeah, on right, this street," right. but she never says. Yeah, the so number. she never gives the number. So yeah. they go to the street, and I think it's him and his bodyguard, yeah. and they're basically knocking on every door on the street until they get to her house. And granted, he's the prime minister, so he's like the most like recognizable person in England. Yeah. So he's like walking. <laughs> so like the first house he knocks on belongs to like this little old lady, and the old lady answers the door, and she's like, "Are you the prime minister?" And he's like, yeah. And then I think she starts talking to him about like some sort of policy. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to get right on that. So he keeps going. The second to last door he knocks on before he gets to Natalie's place is actually Mia's place. Yeah, that hoe. So so that's that's the connection there. And then Mia says like, oh, no, Natalie doesn't live here. She lives next door. So he runs next door. And um, it turns out that Natalie and her family are going off to the school because i think natalie's nephews cousins yeah. are like in the school play and that's kind of like where all these stories kind of come together at the end is sort this, of because is then play. yeah because then harry and karen's kids are also in that play yeah um 
and Liam Neeson's kid is also in that play. We haven't gotten, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah, haven't yeah. gotten a Liam Neeson yet, but yeah. his kid's also in the play. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they go to the play, and being the prime minister, he obviously goes in like some back door, and he runs into his sister Karen, and Karen's like, "Oh my God, what are you doing here?" And he's like, "Oh," um, and Natalie's with him, so he didn't want to he didn't want to confess that he's like essentially on a date with Natalie. Uh, so he's like, "Oh, I came to see the kids play because he's their uncle." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, yeah, like, good luck out there. You're going to do great. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, we're going to just go. Yeah, we're just going to go watch back, back cause because I don't want, like, yeah. I don't want to make a fuss because I'm the prime minister. Yeah. Um, you don't want to take away from the kids. You so, know what I mean? so they literally go backstage. Like, there's, like, they're, they're, they're doing the performance of the play. And there's basically just, like, a, like, a, a scene, scenery backdrop behind them. And they're, like, behind the backdrop. So I guess at the end of this number, the point, the backdrop, like, turns into something else and as it's like falling you see natalie and david kissing each other mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so then it comes to light that oh prime minister has a girlfriend oh my god and they play it off very casually he's like waving to the crowd and he's like yep that's me and then they they end up leaving and towards the end of their movie uh the end of their movie towards the end of their story we see david's coming back from presumably a political trip he comes into, I think Heathrow Airport. Natalie rushes to him because she's like waiting to pick him up. Um, he, she like jumps into her into his arms. They kiss at the airport, and presumably they are now officially a couple. Cute. And have been for, I guess, some time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's their story. Yeah, theirs was cute. Theirs was kind of cute. Yeah. Um, now we move on to Daniel, Sam, Joanna, and Carol. That's, this, a, that's a four people, but it's not. It's not anything weird. So Daniel is played by Liam Neeson. Uh, Karen is Daniel's like closest friend. Which is Karen, Emma Thompson. Yeah, Emma Thompson. So Harry's wife. So that's how that, that's how those, I was, by the way, just sidebar, I was looking at like a, like a flow chart of all these relationships. Oh, that's and funny. it is. It's a lot. Because again, they all, they all intermingle, but like, like, it's, they it's don't. insane. Like, I'm just going to pop, I'm just going to show this for Heather. Obviously you can't see it because of podcast, but like, that's there's lines yeah so it's like that like situation where it's like you know six six the separation six degrees to kevin bacon yeah they they, god all these people in this movie get are connected somehow in some way it's nuts so um daniel and karen uh, karen's daniel's closest friend and daniel is recently um widowed yeah he's recently widowed so his wife joanna has recently died and we're actually uh introduced to him at her funeral wake funeral um he's giving like the eulogy and talking about you know their lives together i guess and uh joanna has a son named sam so daniel is sam's uh stepfather and so now he's like trying to figure out how to care for his stepson all alone and he comes to find sam doesn't really talk to uh daniel that much like on a personal level because i don't know why uh, i guess because I mean, yeah because like the, not his real dad yeah, they i guess just, like the yeah. stepkid stepdad yeah. thing so he doesn't really talk to him that much so daniel's trying to get him to open up to him um he thinks that something is wrong with sam uh because his mother just died so he thinks it's more of like a depression thing so one day they're sitting at a park bench daniel's kind of trying to get him to open up turns out sam isn't actually depressed about his mother um he is actually falling in love with a classmate and daniel's like don't you think you're a little young uh, sam by the way is probably like what eight yeah, like somewhere that, around 10, there maybe um and he's like oh don't you think you're a little young and sam's like no and he's like all right that's fair um to daniel's credit uh he very much 
encourages his son to pursue love because uh, I think uh, after talking to Sam a little bit more, Daniel realizes like, yeah, I mean, it was the same thing with with how I felt about your mom. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like once in a lifetime thing. If you find the one, yeah, you should go for it. And he's like encouraging him. So it turns out that Sam is, well, he volunteers to be in the band for that school play. It turns out he doesn't play an instrument. So he's telling Daniel this plan about how he's going to get this girl to like him because apparently the girl that he likes is like the most popular girl in school mm -hmm. and she's like a super good singer and the way to, you know, get to her heart is to show her that oh, I can play music. And she's American too. And she is. She's American. I forget why she's in London. She's. I think she's the daughter of like a famous singer or something like that. Is that what it is? I think so. Okay. So um, he decides he's going to learn how to play the quietest of instruments, the drums. Obviously. So... Uh, he gets a drum set. We don't see this part. The next part we just see is we just hear Sam playing the drums with his door closed and Liam Neeson's just like pacing the hallway like, oh God, this kid's terrible and he's making a bunch of noise. Uh, eventually, Sam does learn to play the drums in like a week, by the way, because this is it's like right before this Christmas pageant is well, supposed to happen. He only has to learn one song. I, I mean, guess that's also true. And he's in love, so he's got the power of love behind him. <laughs> yes, yeah. he has the power of love behind him. So... Uh, Sam's like playing the drums during during this song. Uh, the this girl... is the same Christmas pageant that everyone's at yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The girl that oh the the girl that he likes is also happens to be named Joanna. Um, so apparently some sort of like cosmic meaning there for them. And um, at at one point during the song, she's like finishing. I think she's doing all I want for Christmas is you. Yeah. She turns around, points to him to the part where she goes, "All I want for Christmas is you." And Sam's like, "Oh my god, she likes me. Oh my god." Then she just proceeds to like point to everybody else in the audience and she's like uh, and sam's just like oh she's just doing it for the show so after the after the play daniel meets with him backstage he's like oh you did great but sam's like oh, i missed my chance with her like she doesn't she still doesn't know who i am and she's apparently flying back to america like the next day yeah. or that night yeah like right after night. the show for some reason um so he convinces like sam is telling him this story and then Daniel's like, all right, let's just go to the airport. You'll totally just meet her at the terminal because that's every cliche and every rom-com ever. Um, so sure enough, they go to the airport. She's about to board. Meanwhile, Sam and Daniel don't have tickets. So they're like struggling to get through security and stuff like that. We meet Rufus yet again, who I don't know how this happens, but I think he's pretending to be. Oh, I think he knows Liam Neeson's character because yeah, he's, he he's pretending he's pretending to board the plane and he's got like a jacket with him. And the ticket, the ticket agent asks him for his ticket and he's like, oh, let me just check my pockets and he can't find it. So he like takes off his jacket. He puts his jacket on his arm, uh, which allows Sam to sneak into the actual terminal where they're boarding. And so Sam like just runs back there and then, uh, and then Rufus is like, oh, must've left it in my other coat. And he just leaves, <laughs> he just leaves. And like the ticket agent's just like, oh, all right, that totally happens. Doesn't realize that Sam's gone. Uh, Sam meets with Joanna, uh, professes his love. Turns out Joanna feels the same because Sam comes back to meet his dad. Joanna shortly follows and young love blooms. Yeah. Um, that's basically the end of that story, if mm -hmm. I'm not mistaken. I mean, there's a part, I think there's a scene at the oh. end where she comes back from America at some point and they, they are like together, I guess, the two kids, like their boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. And then Daniel also meets uh, Carol, played by Claudia Schiffer. Claudia Schiffer's in this movie, by the way. Yeah. Um, and she, uh, Carol is the mother of another one of the classmates in Sam's class, not of Joanna, but like somebody else. But apparently at the airport, Daniel and Carol kind of, kind of click 
and we see that there's like some sort of uh, some sort of connection there. So presumably they also begin dating. So everyone everyone finds love there. It's just a very touching story. So touching. By the way, Liam Neeson does basically he does Liam Neeson in Taken, but like less intense. Yeah, his particular set of skills are just like trying to hook up two children. Yeah, and he succeeds. Yeah. So. Next couple, we're moving on to Sarah, Carl, and Michael. Uh, so Sarah is Laura Linney. She um, she was also at Juliet and Peter's wedding, uh, sitting next to her friend Jamie. And Jamie, I already forgot. Who was Jamie? Oh, right. Jamie was Colin Firth. That's how they know each other. So she's at the wedding, and she's she again she's the only american that's in this movie she works for harry's design agency yeah, firm. alan rickman yeah alan rickman's firm and she's in love with the creative director at the agency a guy named carl who i don't think he was was he british he had an accent but i don't think it was british he was hot by the way okay that guy. that's the guy right. who yeah, that actor okay. is really, i never i don't know who he is but uh his name his name's rodrigo santoro yeah, so he's definitely not. Yeah, so, I think he, he sounds Spanish or something. So she's apparently been in love with him for years, and everyone in the office knows it to the point where Harry calls her into her office one day, and essentially calls her out on it and says, "Yeah, so uh, you're in love with Carl," and she's like, "What? What?" She's like trying to deny it, and he's like, "Yeah, no, we are all aware of this. Like, you're absolutely in love with Carl. Yeah, just tell him. Just um, just tell him. Just just tell him that." You know, I think Alan Rickman has another good line in the movie. He says something along the lines of like, yeah, just, you know, go out with him. Tell him that you want to get married, have insane sex and, and eventually children. And and she laughs it off. But like Harry's dead serious. So they end up uh, they end up meeting at. Well, there's this thing at the Christmas part. No. Yeah. But there's also this thing like. She, because he he does mention Alan Rickman mentions like oh turn off your phone I want to talk yeah, to yeah so there's right. this thing where like so she keeps getting phone calls like and we think a bunch uh, of them a yeah lot. or at least I thought I don't know how Heather felt she, oh no I thought it was like her husband or yeah boyfriend. okay so she always answers the phone and she's like hey honey hey babe hey darling hey darling and she has a picture of a, a man on her desk too yeah and it uh, it turns out the person that's calling her she has a um a mentally ill brother yeah uh, we don't know what I guess his actual illness is but we do see her visit him in 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 a hospital mm-hmm. and so he he calls her often from from the hospital I guess because you know he misses her and things like that and she also I guess kind of takes care of him on yeah. Because I think their parents are. I think she mentioned their parents. Their parents died, right, or something like that. Something. Yeah, he's. And, she's like the sole. She's the only family he has left, so she doesn't want to like you know just leave him in a mental hospital by himself. With right. Any family. So um, on Christmas Eve, they're both working late. Uh, Sarah and Carl. They're both working late, and Carl wishes her a merry Christmas. Leaves um, because before before this, what I was gonna get to, they meet at the actual Christmas party. Uh, that's where like where they first. I guess see what what can happen there. Yeah. And well, they dance. They, da- yeah, he, and they Carl dance. Carl asks yeah. her to dance because I'm assuming he likes her too, I guess, or he knows that she likes him. And yeah, and then yeah. they go back to either her, her. They go back to her, her place. place yeah. yeah, they go back to her place. They start to undress. Oh yeah, they're gonna have sex. Yeah, they're totally getting ready. But then um, Sarah's brother calls her, and I get calls her twice, and that puts the kibosh on things, and it kind of just ends there yeah but he i mean she does explain to him yeah why she's taking these phone calls but like it still kind of you know ruins the mood yeah and so uh on christmas eve they're both working late uh 
Carl is about to leave. He's like, he wishes her a Merry Christmas. He leaves. And then um, Sarah goes to see Michael. And we just see, we just see her giving him like a Christmas present. Yeah. So they never, I guess they never end up getting together. I'm guessing Sarah and Carl never actually get together. Which kind of sucks because that's the one, those are the, that's the couple I wanted to get together because I mean, one, Carl's hot. Okay. Two, I mean, Laura Linney deserves love. I mean, she's trying to take care of her brother, but like that shouldn't, you know. That's true. That shouldn't. You know, be in the very, way of... very caring, big heart, taking care of her brother like that. You no, know, it's really um, nice, but like that sucks. Anyway, uh, so we're almost done. We got two more couples, two more sets of couples, mm-hmm. and then and we're good. So next couple, we got well, not really a couple. We got Colin, Tony. This and one was so I hate this, this one was, was stupid. Yeah, this was just made, like filler. It, yeah, it it and it's like not it's. I mean, some of this stuff was unrealistic, but this was completely unrealistic. Would never fucking happen. Yeah. So we get Colin, Tony. Especially with Colin. He, is Colin the guy that they go, that I think goes? Because so, yeah. he's a fucking tool. And um, and so a couple of American girls. So we meet Colin. Colin is kind of like... Um, he's a douche. Yeah, he's a douche. And he's like this like scrawny dude. He doesn't really have like any game. So he he's continually getting shot down by English women that he hits on. One of them being Mia, who works at uh harry's office um colin also works there i think he's like the male guy because we we see him when when we see him he's like delivering paychecks i think or something something um so and then he also tries to hit on another woman at juliet and peter's wedding also gets shot down so he goes over to his his friend tony and tells him you know what man i'm gonna go to america like these English girls, they just don't get me. Like, I would do so well in America because no, of, like, my accent. He and... basically said, like, the, the reason I'm not getting, the reason I can't find someone is because it's British girls. It's not yeah, me. It's, I'm, it's, not, I'm not no. the problem. I'm not a It's douche. British women. Yeah, British women don't get me, and British women are stuck up. They don't understand, like, so what he, a good man is. So he tells him, he tells, he tells his friend Tony that, you know what, I'm going to go to America because my accent it's just going to get me laid left and right. Mm-hmm. So he tells him, I'm going to go to where all the hot chicks are, Milwaukee. Yeah, that's where it goes. Because if you know anything about America, Milwaukee is just the hotness capital of the country. I mean, to be fair, it might be. I've never been. That is you also true. I, that I is, mean, and according to this movie, it technically is. Because technically all, is. all three of those women were hot. So Yeah, so uh, Colin ends up, uh, he goes to the airport, lands in, I don't know, Milwaukee Airport. I don't know what the airport in Milwaukee is called. He lands uh, at the airport, leaves, grabs a taxi, tells the taxi driver, yeah, just take me to a bar. And the cab driver's like, which one? And he's like, whatever, just take me to a, a re- bar. A regular American yeah, just take bar. Yeah, me to a regular American bar. <laughs> uh, so he gets to the bar, he's drinking, meets this chick, Stacy, who presumably is a model. I don't know. I, I don't think um, she is. It's uh, January Jones, right? Is that the first person she one, meets? One of them is January Jones. The first, Stacy is played by Ivana something Russian. Um, oh, I don't know who so he meets, he meets her, he meets January Jones, uh, who, her name is Jeannie. And then he meets Carol Ann, who's Alicia Cuthbert. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all like super Hot. attractive women. Yeah. And it honestly, speaking of a porno, like this thing, when, when this first happened, I thought it was like Colin imagining what he wanted yeah, to I happen. Yeah, I didn't think this was actually happening. Um, because, so he meets, he meets Stacy at the bar and Stacy's like, oh my God, you're so cute and so adorable. You should totally meet my friend. And introduces him to January Jones. So now the count is up to two women. And then January Jones is like, oh my God, you have to meet Carol. She like loves English guys. She's going to love you. Uh, so then Carol Ann walks in. It's Alicia Cuthbert. Alicia Cuthbert in, uh, meets him. 
she's smitten with him so now he's got three girls and all three of them are like oh my god you have to totally meet our fourth friend harriet who didn't come out she's at home but she totally loves english guys too we come to find out that Har- harriet is shannon elizabeth yeah the american pie girl yeah but during all this when they're in the bar talking like colin is obviously being like just a tool because he yeah. is and they're all just kind of like well why don't they're like where are you oh so where are you staying tonight because actually yeah. i don't know i just got here and we're like well why don't you stay with us at our house yeah and they're like and he's like okay i could do that and then then they're like well we're not very we don't have a lot of money so like we all share one bedroom yeah. one bed it's very small and we can't afford so, pajamas and we can't so afford- we sleep naked exactly so you could just you know if you don't mind sharing a bed with all four of us yeah and then yeah, so he ends up going home with them and presume and then you see like a silhouette in the window yeah. of them undressing each other and pretty much having an orgy. So the entire time yeah. I thought this was just Colin imagining what was happening. No, that actually happened. Apparently it happened in the movie. Yeah. Because then we end with well I we end th- their story ends with Colin flying back to London with all four girls in tow. And he meets Tony, and apparently, I think it was Shannon Elizabeth? It was Shannon Elizabeth, yeah. So Shannon Elizabeth ends up, I guess, liking Tony. Yeah. So that's just how that happened, I'm, which this was must have insane. Been like, I, guess, I guess this movie must be satire, I guess. I don't know, I, because that's like... I don't know. Maybe that's what they think. Maybe maybe in England, that's maybe that's what they think of how American women actually are. Probably. I don't know. Um, And now, our last couple, who I think was probably my favorite couple this entire movie... Uh, John and Judy. John is played by Martin Freeman, who is oh, yeah, that was funny. Uh, the guy from The Hobbit, right? Yeah, yeah he was yeah, The yeah. Hobbit. And then Judy's played by Joanna Page. I actually, Joanna Page, I actually don't know. I don't know who that movie. is either, yeah. But they're professional stand-ins for the movie industry. So stand-ins, um, they're the people that like get, they're the people that stand in the set and get um, lighting set up so that like the directors and all the crew and stuff know how to light the scene and like how to shoot it and stuff like that yeah because the actors aren't gonna i mean yeah the actors aren't, actually, gonna aren't gonna do that like, like they don't have time for it that takes you think a lot. tom it takes... hanks is gonna do that tom hanks isn't no. gonna do that yeah it's like in uh i don't know if everyone's a friends fan but like joey does that for um oh I that's think right for robert de niro that's in one right. episode yeah, 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 yeah. he's his butt yeah <laughs> so he's in yeah. the sh- he has to like be like in the shower just naked yeah. and they just see his butt because robert de niro's gonna, not gonna put his actual butt on screen that's true not that not when he was at his height of his so now they never officially say what kind of films they're stand-ins for. The one particular film that they're stand-ins for involves a lot of sex scenes. I don't think it was a full-on porno. No, yeah, no, but they were they were just um, doing the, they but, were just lighting the sex yeah, scenes. But they were just lighting the sex scenes. Yeah. So in every scene that we meet them, they're in a sexual position. So like the first position, uh Judy is bent over holding on to like a column and uh john is just like thrusting behind her like yeah. they're like, like they're, mimicking yeah like a, mimicking, mimicking doggy um, style I guess. doggy yeah. style yeah. and so then it gets to the point every time they yeah. cut to them and like, they're just having normal conversations they're just like talking of like just talking about the weather and, yeah like, they're just they're talk, talking yeah they're, they're talking about like traffic he's like oh man did you have trouble getting here because yeah, i yeah. like while they're like performing these acts and then tony is the production assistant on the film tony being colin's friend oh yeah oh that's yeah how, i didn't realize that that's how I they're connected oh yeah i didn't realize that was the same um, person so each time we cut to them, Tony is telling them like, oh, so one of the first times he goes up to Judy, he's like, oh, can you uh, take your top off? The director is going to need to see uh, your breasts. How to, to light to the li- nipple. How to light the nipple. <laughs> and so, um, so she takes, so she takes off, uh, she takes off her top. They continue thrusting. And then he's like, oh, uh, Tony comes back in and he's like, oh, John, can you actually uh, gra- massage her breasts? Cause we need to, we need to like light the 
the how the breasts are going to be massaged or something. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah. So they're doing that, and they keep going. One of the, and then one of the other scenes, they're actually having sex. Oh, not really having um, sex. Well, yeah. They're, but, so they're both naked on a bed. Yeah. Uh, she's on top, and they're again doing doing what they need to do. Yeah. Still talking about like you know holiday plans and just like regular mundane conversation that you would have with somebody like in a grocery store yeah. it's just really funny it's just yeah. funny how it escalates to like every scene just escalates to something a little more like you know yeah. inter- like not inappropriate but a little more um like em- embarrassing i guess like yeah. i don't know yeah and so they uh they're they're really shy around each other but then eventually they meet i guess outside of work again at that christmas pageant where uh uh David's kids are, or not David's kids, David's nieces and nephews are performing. Liam Neeson's kid is in there, like the, the main Christmas pageant. And they end up hitting it off. Uh, towards the end of the movie, we see that they run into Tony and they're apparently, I think they're engaged. I forget. But then like Tony's excited to see them after after they tell him, after John tells him that they, they're in like a relationship now outside we, of work. Because yeah, there's one, I don't know if it's right after... Is it during one of the sex scenes that they're they're doing or something? He asks her out. Remember, he said, "Oh, this might be an inappropriate." Oh, maybe, but yeah, that's right. I don't know yeah. if it was during. Yeah, the... I think, yeah, I think he asks her to go to the that Christmas pageant. Yeah, he ha- yeah. yeah, he asks her to go. He asks, um, or he asks her for to go out for a drink or something. Because I forget. And then they go on the date, and then you see them at the door. Like she, he's, yeah. he brings her home, and he kisses her, and then yeah. he, and then they, she goes in, and he leaves, and he's very. Oh yeah, that's he right. That. And he like he like jumps off the steps, and he's like super excited. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so they yeah. they apparently I was very happy for them. They were probably my favorite couple out of all i don't know dozen of them yeah they were cute um and then finally it was just funny and then finally we have rufus uh rowan atkinson's character who's not in a relationship i don't think but um, i think his relationship i guess his relationship his is relationship just with... is just with karen and harry and, and then, then mia because he's the one that he's the one that sells the necklace to harry for mia but also and liam neeson's Ke- character because he knows him oh yeah that's right and he, he provides the distraction for liam neeson's uh kid and then there's a part at the end read that last part because there's a part where it says it was dropped from the script Oh, it says, so apparently um, in the director's cut, the cast commentary, it was revealed that Rufus was actually supposed to be a Christmas angel, but was dropped from the final part Oh, of the so he was, he was probably supposed to be so in, guess, in, in yeah. everybody's story. So he, he's probably, he was probably supposed to be what ties everybody together. Yeah. Um, so there you go. But that would have been cool if like that actually happened. I mean, I like Rowan Atkinson. He's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I liked Love Actually. I mean. I didn't hate it. I um, don't. I didn't. I think it was more fun talking about it after the fact than it was watching yeah. it. Yeah, I think it was just it was also super by the way, corny. this movie's super long too. This was like a two-hour movie. It was so long. I didn't realize it was how long very it was. long. It was like two hours and fifteen minutes. Yeah, it was like almost a Star Wars movie. Yeah, it was. It was, it was nuts. But I think I mean I kind of liked it. It wasn't like it wasn't terrible. I did. I already knew all the references from it from other things. I did not. So I, th- that I didn't miss anything. Thing, that, I did not miss a thing. That cue card thing I did not realize was from this movie. Oh, I, th- I knew that. I thought that was like a legit thing that like, I, I'm pretty sure I saw it on like Family Guy. And this movie was rated R, correct? Because there was a yes. lot of sex in it. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure. There's a lot of boo, a lot of nipples. There's pretty nipples sure. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like So many nipples. Yeah. Um. So it was a lot, it was more inappropriate than I thought it was going to be because I thought it was like a rom-com. So I thought it was like pg pg-13 like I didn't yeah think the thing with john the boobs. thing with john and judy i did not expect i mean it was funny i, I um, that, that was, was probably they, my, they favorite, my favorite couple that was probably my favorite part because it was funny and weird and yeah it, like it just was uncomfortable which was made it funny but um the call the one with colin that british guy fuck that guy he was yeah that, that i hated was that that could have been they should have 86 that i don't know why they kept that in there yeah that didn't need to be there that would have made the, the movie at least what 15 minutes shorter so it would have been probably under, probably would have been under two hours yeah. if they would just cut him out. But yeah, I mean, 
Again, I don't think it I was... missed anything. I'm the, I don't want to watch this ever again. Oh, no, but I, I don't need to see this movie ever again, but it was, for me, like, I didn't realize that cue card thing was from this movie. Um, I didn't realize... Actually, I think that's the only thing I've seen referenced from this movie. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. I knew... Yeah, that was it. Yeah, I guess that was the only reference, but yeah, I didn't... I thought the movie was stupid. Um, I, it was fine. And like, again, I don't think... It, I mean, it's not really a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie in the way that it just Die happens, Hard's a Christmas yeah, movie. Yeah, it just happens around Christmas. Well, at least at least in this one, you actually see like some Christmas gifts being exchanged. Um, I guess, but like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, in like case it. you're wondering, uh, critical response from this movie, not that great. Yeah, because it was uh, really it's, awful. Yeah, it's currently, <laughs> it's currently got like a 64% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like the British version of like those like New Year's Eve movies or like Mother's Day, yeah. where it's just a bunch of really famous actors with their, with their different stories well, they did and they movie, kind of interconnect they did a movie like this too it was an american one where with a bunch of people like i want to say jessica beale was in it yeah valentine's day oh is that what that was yeah they do they, they the same oh. way valentine's day mother's day and new year's eve i think mother's day is one of them but yeah it's, just, oh. it's the same thing it's the little story it's literally the same thing oh. those little stories of those couples and they intertwine kind of people some people know some of the other characters and stuff like that yeah and they're just as bad um this movie but I think this came out first, so this was kind of the first one. Maybe. Yeah. Um, this movie did win some awards, like nothing like the major. The Razzies, like, like a Razzie. No, no, it won like a BAFTA. Um, really? Yeah. Bill. For what? Bill. Bill Nye won for best actor in a supporting role. Who was that? I think that was the guy that played. Yeah, that's the guy that played Billy Mack, the rock star. Oh, I guess he was kind of funny. Um, and he then, was, he was, I mean, I guess he was kind of funny. Yeah, and then it was nominated, like, it was nominated for a bunch of Golden Globes. Uh, really? Yeah, it it didn't, it didn't what? win any, it won, it it was nominated for Best Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy. Jesus. And it was also nominated for Best Screenplay, They're didn't win. terrible. Um, I mean, Emma Thompson was good in it. I mean, the actors weren't bad. Yeah, but... the um, Empire Awards, I don't know what those are, but it yeah, won. Being British. I guess, but it won Best British Film. Emma Thompson won for Best British Actress. Uh, best newcomer Martine uh, McCutcheon won. She, she was one Natalie and uh, Andrew Lincoln was nominated. Really? They're yeah. like. And then yeah, they, just, they so basically small. yeah they basically just won like a bunch of uh, London. Oh, actually, uh, Bill Nye also won the Los Angeles Film Critics Association Award. Weird. But then a lot of the other awards they won were I think just British specific. I mean, it was so. 2003. It was a simpler time. Was it? Okay, that's it fine. Time. So. That was love, actually. If you're so inclined, I mean, I guess watch I mean, it. I don't think you need uh, to see I it. I mean, if you're like me and you don't get like that cue card reference, it'd be yeah. fun to see it. I think honestly, Stupid. honestly, just watch like the John and Judy part. That's really all you need to see. It's funny though. That, it is kind of funny. That and like Rowan Atkinson. That's probably it. Yeah. Um, There's like two good scenes in it. Yeah. 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 So that was love, actually. That was our last show for this year. Yeah. Um, ended on a ended on a high. Ended on a high, kind. Of. I mean, it could have been worse. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. And as we mentioned at the top of the show, this is our one year anniversary. Yay! So, little special surprise. I thought Heather and I could maybe discuss what we enjoyed, like I guess our favorite movie or our biggest disappointment for the last. Oh, year. well, now I have to think about which because there's fifty two movies. I can start. Yeah. Um, I think I rather enjoyed uh, Keanu Reeves month. Oh, yes. I, I was John not, Wick. Yeah, okay. I So I haven't seen too many Keanu Reeves movies in my day. I probably yeah. like I remember Speed is probably the only one I remember. I, I mean, never I rem- saw I remember The Matrix, but I never watched I it. I never saw The Matrix. I never saw the John Wicks. Um I surprisingly never saw Bill and Ted. 
which shocked me because yeah, after yeah. seeing that movie, that was like right up my alley. Like we still have to see the other two. Yeah, forgot about that. Um, but Keanu Reeves month, like Keanu Reeves has some good movies. Not a, like Point Break wasn't great. Oh, but Point like, Break was terrible. John John Wick was good. John Wick was probably my favorite movie that we we watched. The Matrix. The Matrix. So the Matrix is good. I think my problem with the Matrix is watching it now, being spoiled by like all the CGI stuff that you see in like Marvel movies. It looks cheesy, but I think the story itself is pretty good. Yeah. And I mean, and Keanu Reeves is good in it too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think I think Keanu, the month of Keanu, was probably my favorite. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say yeah. I think John Wick was the best movie we watched that I haven't seen. John Wick was awesome it was so cool yeah i loved it the fight scenes were awesome keanu was awesome like yeah and now for what probably is going to be my favorite part um the shit that we sat through that i fucking hated la la land i'm gonna say la la land was the worst movie we saw la la land la la land was very um oh and uncut gems was terrible la la land was very i think la la land was overrated as fuck la la land was not Um, good oh my god oh oh going back to movies i loved Paddington 2 okay, was a fucking great movie. It was del- it was a delight. It was very enjoyable. Yeah. We still have to see part one. Actually, we might do that today because um, I think that's on like a Hulu or something. Um, Paddington 2 was just an absolute delight. Fast and the Furious I knew was going to be garbage going in. Oh, man, what else? Did we just say Uncut Gems? I thought Uncut yeah, Gems Uncut was Gems was god-awful. I hated it. Uh, I mean, I thought... Adam Sandler did a good job in it. I mean, um, but I think it was a terrible movie. It was awful. Yeah, it was. Oh, Coco oh. was really good. Coco, Coco was a surprise Coco for me too. Was Coco very was super good. good. Um, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, oh my god, Pinkerton, Weezer, that album is fucking terrible. Yeah, that was bad. I'm sorry. It was just like, it just sounds like one long song, and it's not even good. That being said, I will, I will say that OK Human. Their newest uh, album? One of their new, because I think they released two. Oh, they did. I oh. think they released two during the pandemic. Because we ended up, we actually, fun fact, I don't know if we mentioned this on the podcast. We ended up seeing Weezer in concert over the summer um, on the Hella Mega Tour. So it was, it was Weezer, Fall Out Boy, and Green Day. Fall Out Boy ended up not playing because I think uh, they had COVID. someone, yeah, someone in the Pete crew. I think Pete had COVID. Was it, was it Pete? I think Pete had COVID. I, so at the time when we got to the show, they said like the crew, yeah. someone in the crew had gotten covid and then apparently it looks like pete was i mean i might be making that up i don't i, I, don't I it's not confirmed so, i didn't confirm that um, with any source <laughs> so fallout boy ended up not playing but weezer did well weezer rivers cuomo ended up covering sugar we're going down but he did it acoustically fucking breathtaking <laughs> it was a great cover of that good. song yeah, it, was good. it was very good yeah uh, weezer actually a fun band live i'm not even yeah. gonna lie um, and Green Day was Green Day. Green Day Green was amazing. Awesome uh, that was the first time we've ever seen Green Day live. Oh mm-hmm. God, I almost cried. They were very good. They, they were, were I, very I, good. I didn't say they weren't. Um, there's a lot of songs I, of theirs I don't like, but the but there's a lot that I do. So. Um, and then for Weezer, I did. I we had never seen Weezer. I had never seen. Did you ever see Weezer? I've seen Rivers Cuomo by himself. Okay. But I never saw um, Weezer. No. So I I never we've never seen uh, Weezer live. Weezer actually puts on a good show yeah, too. Fun. And I didn't realize a lot of. Uh, like a lot of, I didn't realize how many good songs Weezer did have. Yeah, Weezer has good songs. Um, but I don't get. They're, they're like, a single. I think they're a singles band. They have a lot of good singles. They do have a lot of good like, singles. But I think like their actual albums aren't great. Um, yeah, Pinkerton was just bad. Yeah, like there's a couple good songs on Pinkerton. Pinkerton that are was right. Just yeah. Bad. Oh, the debacle with the pianist. Um, 
we ended up watching Monty Python and the Holy Grail instead because we got 40 minutes into The Pianist. The Pianist is probably the most depressing movie I've ever seen. Well, yeah, it's about the Holocaust. Yeah, but damn. Like, it's, they are just like... It is... I thought it was, I thought it was more graphic and sad and more sad yeah, than like Schindler's they, List because I've seen Schindler's List. I haven't seen Schindler's List, but I we don't imagine, have to see, I don't think you should see it. Okay, <laughs> like in the pianist, we talked about it. If if you go back and listen to Monty Python and the Holy Grail, um, like thirty minutes into the movie, they're showing like they're pushing the Nazis are pushing like this guy who's in a wheelchair out the window from a second on, floor from no, I don't third. even think it was like third or fourth yeah. floor like onto the street just because this dude's like in a wheelchair it was yeah this movie was probably dark. what it was like yeah was but like awful it was an awful period of history like they were just oh man that movie was just like so graphic yeah. um the yeah. wire the wire surprised me the wire was all right the I like the wire Baba Duke was terrible oh yeah Baba Duke was Baba Duke was I don't know what people like trash. love that movie like like as far as like Halloween and horror and stuff like that go, like par- that's like one of the hi- most highly rated horror movies ever. That was terrible. People loved it. I didn't think it was good. I thought it was weird and stupid, and I didn't get it. I think it was because it was supposed to be a take on like depression and like yeah, like whatever. But oh, oh, another surprise for me. First episode we did of the podcast, Parasite. I thought was a super good movie. Parasite was the Korean movie done entirely in Korean. Is like you have to read all the subtitles. Yeah. I thought that was very good. I, th- yeah, I like Parasite. Right. I like Parasite a lot. Yeah, Casablanca is terrible. It was fine. Um, I mean, I think Casablanca was good for its time. I guess. I think it's like one of those things where it's like it just gets a lot of credit than it's deserved because it was like one of the first. Um, kind of like how uh, Wizard of Oz, because it was like one of the first, or was it the first movie in color? Wizard of Oz? Yeah. Wizard of Oz, right? And yeah, yeah. like, was and Wizard of Oz is put on this pedestal. Have you ever seen Wizard of yeah, Oz? Yeah, it's awesome. It's like, yeah, Wizard okay. of Oz is great. All right, fine. You can stop right there. You don't have to go any further. Wizard of Oz is actually very good. Um... Oh, also, Rebel Without a Cause is another one that I thought was like super overrated. Yeah, I feel like that, that definitely yeah. didn't hold up. It didn't, and it was, it was terrible. Just, it, went, it, was, it, it wasn't even like the, acted well. And the pacing was really bad. Like, it, it just didn't make any sense to me. Anywho, uh, yeah. those are some of our favorites and a lot of the shit that we hated. Yeah. Um, my Big Fat Greek Wedding, great movie. I'm not going to lie. My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Great movie. Was, hilarious. Love it. It was all right. It was all right. It was all right. The family's hilarious. Everyone in it's great. It was all right. It's a good movie. I Tanya was really good. I'm surprised I we. I slept on that one. That was um, that one was really. Margot good. Robbie was really good in that. Really movie. good. Oh, Allison Janney was great. Oh, and Allison Janney is yeah. the mother. Yeah, she's yeah, great. She was good too. But um, and then some of them were just like mediocre. Some of them were like yeah. eighth grade was fine. It wasn't bad. Eighth grade was all right. Was, I didn't think I missed anything. Crazy Rich Asians was. Huh? It was fine. It was. Eh. I don't think it was as great. great. I think it was only uh hi, so highly rated because it was like one of the first movies, like American movies with a whole all Asian cast. Yeah. But I mean, not, not that that's a bad thing, but. No Country for Old Men was good. I don't think the story was great. No Country for Old Men was good. Oh, yeah, that one was pretty good. It was ended weird. I didn't like the way it ended. Oh, Spotlight. No... We slept oh, on Spotlight. Spotlight was Spotlight really was good. Spotlight was super good. We because, slept on like, Spotlight. Yeah, because it was, you know, real yeah, <laughs> and disturbing was... as fuck. Yeah, Spotlight was really good. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but in any case... I'm going to say though, La La Land was the worst, I think, the most hyped movie that was the worst. Uh, I'm I, My vote goes to Fast and Furious. That movie is yes, but fucking I yes, trash. I, yeah, c- granted... That is a trash movie, but it's not highly rated. People just love them. I mean, they've done no, like no. 20 sequels. That's because, that's because they're popular, just, but they're not. But critically, they're not highly rated. They're garbage movies, and people know it, but people just like it because it's cars and I guess and explosions and shit. Yeah. But La La Land was supposed to be a good movie. That was actually supposed that's to be true. a good movie, but it was garbage. Yeah. Like, it was bad. Like, I love Emma Stone, but I thought she was terrible, like, in it. Like, it was just... Not a, it's just not good. Ryan Gosling, I think he's a good actor. Terrible. I actually have yet 
to be fair, I don't think I've seen too many movies with Ryan Gosling in it. Because now I'm trying to think of like a good Ryan Gosling movie, and I got nothing. Even Crazy Stupid Love was better than that. I don't think I saw Crazy Stupid Cra- Love. They were actually both in that movie, too. With, uh, uh, what's his face from The Office? Uh, what was the main guy in The Office? Steve Carell? Steve Carell, yeah. He's in it. He plays. Oh. He's like getting a divorce or some shit. There but you go. um, it's, yeah. La La Land was terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Million Dollar Baby, too. I'm, I'm surprised we saw that one. Baby that was, was actually good. really good. Actually, Brokeback Mountain. Um, Oh yeah, Brokeback was good. Was like very good. Like Heath, I think it was high. Heath I think Ledger, it was rated. Heath Ledger in that mm-hmm. was pretty spectacular. I thought it was rated appropriately. I thought it was a good movie. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So sorry. Yeah. Totally got sidetracked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, and Bad Santa. Bad Santa. Bad Santa. Was really we good. did sleep on Bad Santa. <laughs> Bad, Bad Santa, Santa was, was very really good. Funny. Bad Santa was. Uh, Bad Santa was last week's episode. Yeah. Um, Bad Santa. Yeah, I can't believe we slept on Bad. We it should watch good. Bad Santa too. We should. Yeah. I kind of want to see how it plays out with Thurman Merman. Yeah, Thurman Merman. <laughs> I want to know where that goes. Um, um, it was really funny and weird, and I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. I, All right, anyway. Uh, sorry. We'll stop, now. we'll stop now. Um, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Did I Miss Pod. Yeah, uh, yeah. While you're on there, give us some suggestions for what we should watch next. Tell us what your favorites were that we did. Please. Uh, yeah. Or what or what you hated. Yeah. Um, and if you saw, yeah, if you saw any or, of them. Or yeah, or if you slept on some of them like we did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Again, Paddington too. Fucking uh, just. Uh. Um, yeah. be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Please. That's, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out what I was forgetting. And again, uh, our last episode for the year, um, we'll be celebrating Christmas and New Year's the next two weeks. I hope that you will all have a good holiday season. Yeah, of course. Whatever of course. you'll, whatever you're celebrating. Yeah. Well, happy Hanukkah's over now. So if you did celebrate Hanukkah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you still you got enjoyed it. Kwanzaa's Mazel. still coming up. Uh, Kwan- oh yeah, Kwanzaa starts. Kwanzaa's what, the 26th? coming up. Yeah, Kwanzaa's the day after Christmas, the twenty sixth. Is it a one day thing or is no? It like that a... is a week. That it goes. Yeah, week? that's like I think it goes. Oh, please forgive me. I, it's the twenty sixth. I want to say through like New Year's, the first, I something guess, like yeah. that. First, second, third, cool. around there. Um, but yeah, so have a happy holiday season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We will see you next year. Yeah. And that was our year. Of did I miss anything? Yeah, Look we missed us. some things. There were some we, things we, we missed. We did miss a lot of things. There were some things we absolutely did not. Yeah, there were some things I don't need to see again. Yeah. But yeah. enjoy the holidays. We'll be back next year. Be safe. Omicron is no joke. Get vaccinated. Yeah, please. And boosted. I have to get a booster because I'm not eligible yet because I haven't hit like my six month mark. But yeah. do I, that I if you boosted. can. So we will I see you next get year. Tested too. I was in New York recently oh god yeah so we'll see you next year be safe uh be excellent to one another especially now it's the holidays just Please. just like be yeah. cool we're gonna go bake some cookies oh we are bye we have to go yeah